Oh, man. It's been a while. Um, I just listened to my previous podcast, and I got inspired to do another one today. So, it's 420, as you all know. It's the last 420 before Canada legalizes marijuana on July 1st, a.k.a. Cannabis Day. As you all know that July 1st is Canada Day, so Cannabis Day suits it very well. Anyway, I am doing a lot better. Um, I'm in school now for film, video production and design to be exact. And I moved into a new place actually two times after my friend Oscar's place. It's been a while, huh? It's been like a couple months that that I've been been and goats, so you can call me Traffic Class minus the ho ho okay anyway. Oh man. I don't know what to say. Today I really wanna address the biggest dragon, the biggest demon, the biggest elephant in the room in my life that I just need to set down. I just need to like make it tangible. Just write it down, record it down somewhere, document it. Just it's something that still hits me like harder than a train every fucking day. And I can't deal with it. It's just a mental thing that I've been struggling with. I've been struggling with anxiety and a little bit of... I can't say depression because usually you'd be clinically diagnosed with that. So I won't say depression. But it sure feels like that from whatever Google says it should feel like, you know? Um... I am motivated every day to do things because I have this drive of becoming that person I want to be in 10 years, like I said a few months ago. And so far, it's been life-changing, and I can't even explain it to you. Um, I just have to show you, you know, as my life goes on and as I attract whatever I want to attract into my life, it will be freaking amazing. So... Just stay tuned for that part. But today, more importantly, I want to address my ex, my relationship with my ex. And I want to tell you the story because um, this is nothing I can tell anybody. No one likes to listen to this stuff, or so I think, right? I'm just insecure about it all the time. I don't know what to think. Every time I think about it, I get anxiety and like, right now, I'm starting to shake a bit, but, you know, it's something that I just gotta, like, put down, so, here goes. Oh, man, I don't know how to start this, but here goes. So, I'm about to tackle a topic that I've been hiding from the world. I've never talked, I never talk about her, um, I never talk about it in general, and I find myself laying in bed sometimes, some nights, even during the day, honestly. And I, I'm talking to her, I have full-on conversations, pretending that she's here. And it's so pathetic. And I'm just telling her what I've been learning, what values she's taught me, and things that, you know, I can't say to her being in the position I'm in right now. Like, you just don't go out to your ex and just, like, you know, pour your heart out to her. Like, you just don't do that. And that's something that cripples me every single day. I don't know how to address it properly. 
and I felt like that if I address it on podcast, maybe it'll help because I listened to my past one and I remember that after I said it, it became something more at ease. So this is what I'm trying. This is how I'm gonna battle my dragon in my life. Dragon being the entire how I feel about the whole relationship and the town being me, um, my mental health, me, my mental self, just, I don't know, just me. So I don't know if whether or not I should tell you about how it all started, or I'll just tell you about what happened in the past six months or so, seven months now, I think. Yeah, it was like July last year. So it's been it's been it's been a while. It's almost actually almost July again. So it's been a while. It's been like nine months. And I'm still like whatever about it. Honestly, okay, so I told some people that like I'm going through a breakup, right? And I don't know, like I keep mentioning that and it's something I guess that I shouldn't mention so much, but at the same time I feel like it's something that's so real to me where I feel like I should mention it. So I do mention it and I say like, oh yeah, uh, I learned I learned this because of my of when I broke up with my ex or when my ex and I broke up. And they're like, yo, how long ago? And I tell them like July last year, early July. And <laughs> they laugh like, what? They laugh like they're like oh like that was so long ago what do you mean and in my head i'm like oh my god i don't even want to talk to you anymore and you see what i mean it's just it becomes encapsulated it, it, encapsulated it becomes encapsulated in my head as something that just like isn't positive nor necessarily negative it's just something that I really need to address because it's just fucking me up sometimes, like really bad. So I think I'll start from the beginning. Yeah, I'll start from the beginning. I'll tell you guys the entire story and it's going to be crazy. I might tear up, but fuck it. I need to let this go. So this is a story of me, your boy, Jackie. Um, on Halloween, I think I was like borderline homeless that day. Um, I went back to high school to complete a credit for English during that time frame. I think this was 2015, I think. 2015? Yeah, it was 2015. It would have been three years this year. So yeah, 2015. Um... No, 2014? Yeah, 2014, because it'll be three years because we started dating February. Okay, so 2014, October 31st, Halloween. I was um on Facebook, like a lot of us would be, and looking at Halloween costume people are posting on Facebook. So I was browsing around. I see my brother's friends post some like pretty more enthusiastic things because the older you get you kind of get lamer or you're all out or you're nothing so like there wasn't many people doing it 
and when you're younger, I guess at least you'll be trying it some ways. So, I see her. I see her picture on one of my like on my feed somewhere, and I click into it. And I guess it's because she's like my friends of my brother, and then my brother is friends with me on Facebook, and I'm able to see those pictures. And so I was looking through, it was like, so what, what people might have been dressing up as. And as an older brother, you will never want to add your younger brother's friends on Facebook. It's just fucking weird. I mean, if you're one of those creepy older brothers that do that, okay, by all means, like, you're creepy, you do that. Or unless it's real love, you know? Okay, I'm not judging. But it's creepy, so I'm judging. But anyway, um, so I was looking through it. And I uh, I see a girl. She has this, like, share, share of the cat uh, painted on her face, like, makeup. And I was like, yo, that was sick. Like, that's actually cool. And I recognize this girl because sometimes I see her, I think it was at church. And then I noticed it. But I never, like, paid close attention I never thought she was, like, outstanding in a way. Well, yeah, I, th- I th- think she's cute. But I never, like, investigated, like, who it was. Um, and then I noticed her working in the mall as a salon receptionist. And then I noticed her working in Forever 21. She- I just started seeing her face everywhere. It's, it's not being creepy, but it's just, like, me being aware, okay? So me being aware of that. Um, led me to be curious, like, when I saw her on Facebook, especially, like, okay, she won't know if I'm looking at her profile, right? That I'm looking at those pictures. At the same time, I'm just looking for the costume because she doesn't even do, like, post, like, anything provocative or anything. So I'm not interested in that. I wasn't, and that's just like, okay, a girl's cute. Man, I don't even know why I'm trying to justify myself to you guys. Like, fuck you guys. Man, I'm so in like I'm literally so insecure about it about myself. It's just crazy, you know. But anyway, just know that I'm not creepy, and I don't have those intentions. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So I met her, kind of, not really, because then one day my brother was walking to the mall. Um, at the time I lived kind of close to her, I guess. Well, how I found out was. My brother was walking home from the mall because he was working there at Zara. And I was going to buy some groceries at the grocery store. And then my brother that morning asked me if I, if he could borrow my snowboarding jacket as a raincoat. Because water repellent, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And on my way to the, super, the, the grocery store, I see him walking home with this girl. And as they got closer became a little more clear who it was and i was like yo damn it's it's that girl like right the shisha of the cat so this is before october 31st just a um a war, uh okay whatever you know what i mean so this was um before october 31st before the halloween thing halloween picture thing and i was going to buy groceries and then she was the one who was wearing my coat and not my brother. So then I was like, oh, hi. When I crossed paths with them, I said, hey. And my brother was like, hey, as well. And then she was like, hi, I think I'm wearing your coat. Uh, Davey lent it to me. And I was like, wow, he stole my jacket. 
but whatever. And then so like I left. I don't know. If you, I don't even know if I said that. I might be lying, but that's kind of like how it went down at later. So, jumping forward, um, the Halloween thing again. So I'm on her profile, right? I'm like, okay, well, I'm done looking at these Halloween pictures. I'm gonna go back to my homepage. So I click out of that little picture box thing that you would be normally on um on facebook and then i was scrolling up so i was scrolling 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 and click i don't know why i clicked i don't know how i clicked i don't know why my mouse was there but i hit the add friend button and i instantly thought of just retracting that right and then i thought yo she probably already has a notification on her phone that i i friend requested it and I was like, oh my god, I'm that creepy older brother. And I just want to bury myself in like a freaking, in the blanket. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to own it. And um, I normally don't add people that I don't really talk to. So I just said, I messaged her. And I said, hey, is this the girl who stole my jacket? Or am I, did I get the wrong person and I should jump off the bridge from embarrassment? And then I didn't know, I didn't expect the response. And then she replied, yes, this is the girl. And I was like, well, true. And then we started talking. And then we started talking more and more. Talked about God, talked about religion. I showed her my like little journal. I was surprised that she even cared to read it. Um, like, cause then I write my crazy thoughts down a lot. and. Yeah, wow, like, I went, the okay, so, okay, l- listen to this, this is the crazy part, the first time I ever went, or saw her, was, her mom picked me up, with her sitting in the back, going to church, and she wasn't even sitting in the front, I was like, ugh, this is weird, <laughs> that's like the first time I officially met her, like, face to face, like literally it, we were going to church with her mom yeah it was uh, it was uh, quite the experience and taking that the church i was going to was like basically 99 percent asian so chinese so like yeah that's my community i live in a really asian part of toronto which is called called markham or otherwise known other otherwise known as upper toronto Uptown Toronto. Oh, what a... <laughs> so yeah, that's the first time I've ever met her. So that was great and all. Um, but I didn't feel like it was anything... Well, at the, at the same time, I didn't have any intentions of, like, pursuing a kind of relationship in that way. And I was genuinely interested in going back to church to go back to church at that time. And I didn't have anyone to go with because I don't live with anybody. I live alone and I'm just like alone most of the time. So I was like, okay, I enjoy listening to preachers talk and then just seeing like the train of thought and stuff. And I just love studying that or just listening to it anyway. Um, The next time, I think it was like a week or two later, I literally told her. No, no, I didn't. I, um... 
I think I asked her to go to see a movie. I think that's when Uiji came out. Like that movie, the terrible horror movie. Um, it was bad. But I was like, yo, you know what? Let's go see a movie. And she said, sure. And I said, so it's a date. And she never said, no, it's not. So I was like, okay, I'm going to treat it like a date. And I'm just going to like, you know, like pull my sly moves and stuff. And yeah, it was, um, it was pretty good. Because then, I, oh, wait, okay. Here's something kind of funny, a little personal, a little thing that doesn't really matter, doesn't really push the narrative forward, but it's just cute, you know? Um, so I was telling her, I was like, okay, it's cold out. Make sure you dress warm. Don't freeze to death. I don't want to have to lend you my jacket as a joke. And then later on, when we actually went to the movie, I thought I was like, oh, I'm going to wear like this cool jacket. Like I'm going to show off a bit, you know? And then see the movie. Going to the movie was fine. It was a late, late show. It was a late night show. So it was like a 9 o'clock movie, which ended at like 12, something like that. And then we ended up having to waiting an hour outside in the cold in November, just when it's getting like freezing almost, um, to go to go home. Sorry. Yeah, so we had to wait in half an hour for the bus to go home and her parents were like yo what's going on and i'm like oh crap forgot about parents because since i moved out i don't have that luxury of having your my dad call me and go like yo where are you you know so i kind of forgot about that too so moving on um i then proceeded i think that night oh wait okay Moving on was, I started to freeze. Literally, I was getting hungry, and I was starting to freeze. So, after we bust all the way back to the intersection where we got off, there was a Tim Hortons nearby. So, we walked over to Tim Hortons. I got a sandwich. I got the one she recommended, and I was like, okay, I'm going to try it out. And it was amazing. It was like Italian herbs and cheese or something like that. Wait, no, that's a bread. It was... It was something Italian. It was like salami and onions and just goodness in your mouth. Anyway, I can say anyway a lot, but okay. So, I started to freeze. I started to really freeze. And I was walking beside her and I was like, oh, I'm freezing. Like, I'm literally dying. My hands are frozen. Like, they're so cold. And I was like, oh my God, it's so embarrassing. Because then I was the one who was telling her to not to dress warm I was like okay well what can I do in this situation to move this thing forward you know like pull some moves at the same time make uh be a little bit warmer and then so I turned to her with one sandwich in my left hand and my other hand in my pocket trying to stay warm and I said yo I was like hey can I borrow your pocket and then she looked at me and she was like, I guess she was confused. She's like, what? He's like, okay. And then she like took her left hand out of her pocket because she was right, walking on the right side. I have this thing where I cannot stand walking the left side. I mean, I cannot stand somebody walking the left side of me. I always want to be walking the right side of them. Or I don't want them to be right walking the right side of me. Sorry, I got confused. And 
so I was like, I just stuck my right hand into her pocket. And then she just had her left arm now awkwardly suspended midair. And then I looked at her. I looked at her hand and I looked at her again. And I looked at her hand again. I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, what? So I took my hand out of my mouth. Getting nervous. Um, out of my pocket, out of her pocket, and I grabbed her hand, and I put it back into the pocket. It's like there, we can both be warm. <laughs> Don't cringe, yo! I'm cringing. Stop. <laughs> so, she just kind of went with it, and she didn't really say anything about it. So I was like, okay. So that's that. Um. I guess my intentions are pretty freaking clear at that point. But it didn't seem like she was, like, you know, turning me away. So I walked her home. And then I froze my ass back home. I walked all the way back home. It takes me, like, almost, like, 25 to 30 minutes to run or walk back home from her place. And I was texting her. Um, I remember saying that night. That night I remember saying confessing that i liked her i was literally thinking to myself i was like okay okay yo i really like this girl um oh man like how how can i tell her like oh i don't want to tell her like that's just bad you know bad news might come and i don't want that bad news i just want this to be how it is and i was thinking to myself okay jackie chill out think about this for a minute if you tell her right now and you get rejected right now that's better than getting rejected four months in and you didn't know what was happening, you know? It's like better to cut the losses quick so you can move on with your life faster. And I was like, you know what? Jackie, you're right. I um so I sent her the freaking message. I'm like, hey, you know what? I really, really like you and more than just a friend. Um and then I'll look at the message. I was like, oh, this is so cringy. Like, um, what am I doing? And I wanted to, like, delete it. I was like, you know what? That is regrets. I just need to, like, hit send instead of delete. So I hit send. I was like, I closed my eyes, held my breath, and hit send. I'm like, fuck it. Whew. That's literally how I felt after I hit it. So I hit it, and I smiled, and I just, like, figured, and I just threw my phone into the bed. I was like, oh, my God, please, Jesus, Lord, help me. <laughs> and then her response like killed me she said something along the lines of and i'm paraphrasing here i don't feel the need to friend zone you and i was like what what who says that who says that who says i don't feel the need to friend zone you like i was just blown away and i started laughing so hard because like I kind of felt that through that message, she was almost as nervous as I was saying it or sending it. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so amazing. And I just like, yeah, I can't even explain to you what that really feels like the, to those people who've gone through that and gotten that positive out of it. Like, it's insane what that feels like. You know what I mean? Okay. So what happened next was. I guess, like, you can all kind of imagine relationship. Not really. Not It hasn't started yet. I confessed to her. And then I took her to... I took her on a trip. We hanging out, We started hanging out more. 
and then we went to Blue Mountain to go snowboarding, and she told her parents otherwise, but hopefully her parents don't find this podcast and listen to this, but we went on an overnight trip to um, Blue Mountain with the university, University of Waterloo. They were doing a, um, a trip there to Blue Mountain, and I thought, hey, a bunch of my friends are going. Why not? And that's like, and I asked her if she wanted to go, and she wanted to go. So I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, we weren't even dating yet, right? So, oh man, this is like literally the push of me. It went from I like her to I think I can love her. As, um, man, I'm gonna cry. Okay, so we got the Blue Mountain. Um, she was late, and I was kind of like a little bit cheesed that we might have missed the shuttle bus to go to Blue Mountain, but we didn't, thank God. The shuttle bus was waiting a little bit longer. And yeah, so we got to Blue Mountain. We settled down, and then we spent the first night there um, in our nice cabins. There were pictures I took, I think, but I don't even know where they went at this point. It's been been a while. So this was in January. Um so we went January of twenty fifteen. And the next day we went snowboarding. On the first run. First run of the day? Yeah. So first run of the day we went up to the ski lifts. And I asked her like if she can ski or snowboard and she said, Yeah, she used to be able to ski. She used to ski be able to ski, like she confidently said it. So I believed her. And so I went oh my god, my heart, hold on. So I went and went straight for the black diamond, right? And she, like I, I just thought like her, she was she sounded so confident and I was like, okay, at least she should be able to stop if she couldn't do it, right? She couldn't go down that hill, at least she can stop on the top of the hill. So then each of us, like each one of my friends got to the, the top of the hill and we all stopped. And then I just see her, I guess she didn't see us. And I was thinking like, oh, I guess she didn't see us. And she just like disappears over the the hang of the hill like i don't know what do you call that the peak of the hill she just like disappears and i was like oh my god she just went like i guess i should go right and then i thought she she'll be like she'd be good so i took my time and put on my binding so snowboarding she was skiing and then i uh, started inching my way over so yeah um she went over the peak and I inched my way over. I wasn't like panicked or anything. I didn't think anything. And so I went over the hill. I was uh, about to go down. And as I was looking down, I see someone laying there, right? And I was like, oh my God, yo, someone just wiped out. And then I proceeded to go down the hill pretty quickly almost. Uh, no, precautiously. I was pretty slow at first. I was stopping and turning and stuff and doing like the proper, like, you know, the snake maneuver. And then halfway down, I recognized her scarf. I recognized the jacket. I recognized the pants. And I just, my heart, I don't even, like, even, like right now, I could feel like the exact way I felt it. It just dropped. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't think of anything but to just dart to her. I didn't even swerve anything. I just, like, went straight down towards her. I'm like, oh my fucking God. Like, she's, like, is she okay? Like, she's, she could die, literally could die from that. Like, her skis were, like, almost probably more than 50 feet away from her. So she exploded on her way down. Like, she blew up somehow. Like, she fell hard. 
and I can I can tell from like where her ski poles are and where her skis are, and she's starfished down there. And I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, that's her. Like when when it registered to me that was her, I fuck, I almost lost it. Like I was like about to cry, and then to see her lying there, I was like, oh my god, my heart, my heart. Like even right now, like holy shit. And I looked at her, and I was like, "Yo, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you are you dizzy? Are you whatever?" Like I asked her all these questions, like, "Are can you see?" And she was like, like groggy, obviously, like from falling so hard, like, oh, oh, oh. like she couldn't breathe. I guess she was knocked out, like her wind wind knocked out of her. And then she's like, her butt hurts a lot, and I'm like, "Oh my god." Oh my god! I didn't know what to think. I was about to, like I didn't know if I should call nine one one or not. It didn't seem like she, the way she was reacting didn't seem like it was like emergency. So I was like, okay, okay, let's take a breather. Um, I took off my bindings and then we walked off. And then I brought her back to the the room, and then I was like, please, like, are you okay? And then make sure that she was okay. And then I was like, okay, rest up for a bit. I don't know if you're dizzy or anything, but if you feel dizzy or need to puke, like, we need to go see an emergency room, right? So I left her there. I left her take a nap. She wanted to take a nap, so I was okay. So I went back out with my friends to finish the day in snowboarding. So I um I finished my day um, early. Uh, my friends wanted to do nice skiing while getting baked smoking some weed so i was like okay you guys do that i'm gonna go back to the chalet or i'm gonna go back to my room or the dorm and i'm gonna check on her because i i don't want her to be dying right i just want i want to make sure that she's okay you know and that was the time all my friends went including my skateboarding friends and like i wish i could have went more with them but i was so worried like Um, my heart, it just, I couldn't handle it. So I went back and then I checked up on her and I was just like, oh my God, please be okay. Please be okay. I walked in and then I saw her in the bed. I jumped on her and then like, I, I, I held her. I was just like, are you okay? I, I just want you to be like, in my head, I was just like, I want her to be okay. And then. Um, yeah, so she was fine. She had a huge bruise on the left side of her hip, and it was, like, ginormous. It was, like, purple and just, like, blue and it was gross. It was, like, yellow and greenish and stuff. So, um, yeah, later on she told me that she was scared that I was going to be mad at her. And that freaking destroyed me. I was like, why would I ever be mad at you for that? Like, it doesn't matter that you didn't get to spend time with me. Like, I just want you to be okay, you know? I just want you to be living and breathing and just, like, existing in this world. Because it will suck if you just, like, disappeared now. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, um... <laughs> I'm so lame. Why am I crying? Okay. Yeah, and that was, like, the pushing moment to when from like I, I liked her to like I could possibly love her and I don't know it's just fuck man 
So what happened next was I know that her birthday was coming up February 4th, which is a couple weeks away. And obviously, as the quote-unquote honeymoon phase, like, of course, I would do I'd do something for her, right? So I cooked her dinner, and then we watched um, Big Hero 6 at my place. Kind of like Netflix and chill, but not really. Uh, um, but not really. I planned it. I wanted to give her a cake. And what you gonna call it? Make her steak and give her a cake. <laughs> and yeah, so <sighs> sorry, I was just like leaning down. Um, man, I've been taking too too long with this. But we um we just had we were just watching Bay- Baymax do his thing, and then I walked out of the room, and then I uh, after this is after dinner. So after I made her dinner, she was watching Baymax fly around. And then I was like, okay, this might be a good time. So I, I said, yo, I'm going to go to the washroom. I'll be right back. And then I went and got the cake. And then I put candles on it, lit it up. And then I walked into the room. And then I started singing happy birthday. I have never done that for anybody in my entire life never ever even thought about doing something like that for anybody in my entire life and then for just like to for her it was just like no question that was like instant just boom i gotta do it you know and then i I thought i thought it's kind of corny and cheesy but i think i'm gonna ask her out on that day because i think it just makes it so much more special so I brought the cake in. I um, sang her happy birthday. Told her to make a wish. And then after she made a wish, I looked at her. And I said, I sat next to her and I said, I asked her, will you be my girlfriend? And then she looked at me and she's like, yeah and that was like (laughs) so yeah um relationship started um february 4th 2015 it was freaking fantastic you know had i think we had the most fights in the beginning ever and I was I I lied to her like a I'm okay. Here is the biggest lie I've ever told. I guess it would be anybody, um, and this is like me being insecure as a kid, me being a fucking child. Now I never lie about this ever again because I don't feel a need to, and my respect goes full out. I used to lie about, okay, it's kind of fucking lame, oh my god, I don't even know if I want to say it, but fuck it, I'll say it, because this is me, this is my life, this is like my story, and if you have something to say, then I don't really care, because um, of my life, right, so here it goes, so I lied about being a virgin for a long time, and, or, sorry, 
other way around. I lied about not being a virgin. Because I just wanted to seem relative. And I just wanted to relate to people. And I would like pathologically lie to myself. Where I actually believed that. You know. I went through all that stuff. And I did research on like. What. How to like service a vagina. And how to like do all that stuff. And. I put hours and hours of research into it because I had to like fake it until I made it kind of thing. You know what I mean? And I just lied and lied and lied. And even my closest friends today, like they probably still think that I um, did sleep around a lot. But the truth is, she was my first ever. And I lied to her about it. <sighs> and when I decided to tell her, it like destroyed her and it destroyed me and I didn't think our relationship would like get that far to even become girlfriend boyfriend it was like a month in and I told her like into our relationship so we started in February and I told her in March and she like she broke she broke and then she wouldn't talk to me that night and I completely understand that like I wouldn't want to talk to somebody that lied to me about that. You know? It's so it's actually so serious and I never thought about that until I was in a relationship. And she was my first girlfriend ever. You know? So that lie I accepted the fact that it could end the relationship right there and then and I Asked her to come over the, the next time. I don't remember when, but it was like a couple of days or maybe the next day to talk about it and stuff. And I was like apologetic. I don't know if I've ever been more apologetic in my life, but that moment, I think I just cried like all out to her in her lap. And I just, I felt so vulnerable that I had to like, tell that truth because that was the one thing that I kept myself like oh I'm so prideful of that that my ego is like all the way up there it's so high because I like I slept with so many girls but reality I never slept I never even like like I never even kissed a girl okay like barely kissed a girl you know and it's just like bruh how can you say that how can you lie about that it's that's just so path- it's literally pathetic and that's the that's the reality I had to live through and that's the reality I did live through and now that I'm trying my best to open up to it I'm not gonna go around sleeping with girls because I don't fucking care for that and that's what I realized now and I should have owned this from the beginning that I didn't have anybody and that my first was like the person I loved which is like so fantastic and then I wish everyone could have had that you know but yeah, um, like I said, hopefully your parents don't know that, you know, but anyway, oh man, I'm crying, uh, uh, okay, take a breather, bear back, okay, I'm back, <sighs> okay, so our relationship, we had a lot of fights, I had, I had my insecurities, I had my jealous moments, and we got over it. Um, 
a big part of our relationship was that we disagreed on a lot of things because we grew up differently. I grew up kicking around rocks and throwing rocks and destroying stuff and taking things apart, putting it back together, trial and error. She lived in the in a world where she was given a lot of things that she needed, so she didn't really have to explore too much. And she was really more, a lot more artistic and also just overall a little bit more civil, I guess, than I was because I didn't know how to be civil. And that was a main difference that she saw value in things that I didn't see value in and I saw value in things that she didn't see value in. And that became one of the biggest conflicts. And I didn't know how to do it. And I, I guess I was just slowly learning how to address it, learning how to cope with it, learning how to deal with it, learning how to deal with it together. And that's the, the important part. Um, yeah, so two and a half years went by. That was, a, that was a really quick time skip. But the last six months or so, last year-ish of, my, of our relationship, so the last one year, was probably the best. And, oh, okay, I can't skip that far yet. I have to go back. Rewind. So the next summer, so a year and a half later, it was like September, I ended up breaking up with her because... I felt that she needed to grow um, without my influence. And I didn't want to influence her to grow, you know? And I felt so guilty of doing that. And it's not that I didn't love her. It's just that we both need to grow in our own way without each other's influence. And I just sometimes I literally couldn't handle um, her valuing certain things or needing me to be there for certain things. And I just didn't know how to handle it. So... I was like, you know what? Some things we just got to learn like through time. And hopefully that we'll get back together one day. So she came back from Hong Kong. Because she was, she was in Hong Kong when I did that. And she was gone for three months. And I missed the fuck out of her. Like, holy shit, did I miss her. And I, it took me like so long to mentally prepare myself to like cut it off. You know? Or call it off. So, she was in Hong Kong when I did that, and I didn't feel like it was fair. At the same time, I didn't want to... Oh, I sound like such a piece of shit for this, but... I tried to, like, I just, I, I just stopped talking to her so much, and talking to other people. And... I met a girl named Rachel from work. Okay, I know how it sounds. But this is me like f- trying to figure shit out, right? And this is what it what really what it really is. And I don't consider myself as, I guess, no cheater considers themselves as a cheater. But I didn't cheat, right? I was thinking like, okay, um, like it's not that I lose feelings for her, but it's just that I feel like I'd be better off with somebody else. So I cut I I broke up with my ex, or yeah, well, broke up with my ex for the first time. And then I started dating Rachel, this girl, new girl, from work. I've known of her, again, from somewhere. I think it was, like, bubble tea or something. She worked at, like, some bubble tea shop in the mall that I worked at. And we both got hired for to open up a Zoomies. And 
yeah, I met her, and then we started hanging out. I did something for her birthday. I didn't ask her out on her birthday, though. I'm not cliche like that again. And it took me a lot to even, like, think to ask her out. And I thought I liked her. I thought that I really liked her. And I think that if my ex never came back from Hong Kong and asked me to ask me ask for me back i don't i i think i would still be dating rachel till this day unless something else happened right so yeah i was really able to connect with rachel i was really really able to connect with her in a way where i couldn't connect with sherith and it was that's my ex's name sherith i don't know if i said that already hmm what a weird way to introduce it but so my ex's name is Sherith, and that girl I was dealing with, or my ex-ex, I guess, would be called, her name is Rachel. Okay, instead of me babbling, I'm just going to keep this con- to keep the story going. So, after ex and I broke up, I spent a good amount of time with Rachel, and when she came back, she knew, um, even before she came back, she knew that I was dating someone, like, a girl that she knows. Like, they both know each other. And they're not friends, but they know of each other. So she came back and then asked to exchange stuff, right? My my ex came back and asked me to exchange stuff. And I was like, okay, sure, we'll exchange stuff. And then she asked me, like, you want to go to dinner and do it? I'm like, sure, why not? I don't, like, it doesn't bother me. We can do that. Um because I was going to go skateboarding right after. And she gave me my stuff back. At the same time, she wanted to talk more. So after dinner, she surprised me. I was going to go skate. But then she said, Oh, um, I wanted to talk to you. And I was like, what? You had a whole dinner to talk to me. Like, what could you possibly need to talk to me about? And then I had a feeling. I had a feeling. And then how can I not have a feeling about that, you know? So we went back to my place. Um, We biked. We rode bicycles back to my place. And we just, you know, talked. And she's she's, like, saying stuff like, I know the way you look at me still. And I'm like, fuck. I knew I was going to get to this. And it's true. Like, I love her to death. And I cannot lie about that. My eyes don't lie. My body language can't lie. Like, I literally can't lie. And she can pick that up. And I can't lie. So, I, t- I, like, I literally told myself I would never lie to her, right? So, I was like, okay. I did say I love you before. Doesn't mean I'll stop loving you. So, I'm not going to lie to you. And the truth is, like, I love her to death. And I want to be with her. But it's just that I felt like the time is not right. And then she goes on telling me stories that she learned through Hong Kong. And then she... Normally, for her, she would never, ever do something like that. You know? That would be the last thing she'll ever do is to home wreck a relationship. To come back. Like, she... she That's not her. That she would never do that. It takes a lot. Like, I can't even t- explain to you how much it, that meant to me because I know of how much it meant to her.
So her being so vulnerable that moment kind of looked at me and said those words. And what was I supposed to say, you know? I saw the fighting spirit in her. I saw how much I mean to her. I don't know. I didn't know what to do. And at the same time, like, I'm I'm dating someone already, you know? And then I told her, okay, let me think about it. Let me figure it out. I, But she already knew what my decision was. But I still needed to, like, figure out how I was going to tell Rachel. Because I can't just, like, leave without saying anything. I gotta, like, be able to answer every single question that she might have. I gotta own up to my mistake, you know? I gotta own up to doing something like that to somebody. It's, like, so detrimental. And, like, some of you can hate me for that. And that's not something I can do. It's not something I can control. Because my emotions weren't wasn't something I could control. And my rationality could have been something I could have controlled. And I wish I did. I wish I never asked her out so early so fast and taught me a fucking great lesson in my life just sleep on things that you need to decide on just like it's better to sleep on it and really 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 think it out think it through and it sucks cause literally I was like planning a murder basically for like almost a week I was literally planning a murder and it was just so bad and I felt so guilty. And I knew I had to do it. And then it was just like a life decision. I was like, you know what? I'm going to choose her. I'm going to choose Sherith. Because I feel like I can be with her the rest of my life. Because I see the fighting spirit that she had. And I felt like that she wanted that too, right? So that's what I did. I, oh my god. So if I um I took Rachel to a park and then I didn't want it to be associated with any of our homes or workplaces, right? So I um in a sense I killed her somewhere where it was like a little bit more neutral in kind of a way so she doesn't get reminded of it too often. And I just told her I'm like I don't think this will work and she was crying and she her heart was just broken shattered and she's like holy moly i didn't know what to do uh. sorry about that um i got a little emotional and i clicked the end button okay so yeah i um i had to plan that murder and when i killed her like she was destroyed and the thing is that she already had trust issues to begin with, and I understood that. At the same time, I knew what I needed to do because this is my decision. And yes, it's selfish, and there's nothing really, like, I was thinking about, like, okay, if I don't break up with her, that's me being selfish, and then now I'm playing two different people. Like, I can't be doing that. I need to, like, even if, as hard as it is, I'd have to end one. And I was thinking, like, okay, it's only been, like, two months. It's 
better early than later. Again, with that same mentality, right? So I decided, like, as fast as I could, it's the easiest, easiest it'll ever be. It only gets harder. So I broke up with her, and then I got back with Sherith. And then I was just like, oh, fuck. It haunts me to this day, you know? Like, that thing that I did with Rachel. Haunts me to this fucking day. And it eats me up. And it makes me feel so guilty. But anyway, um, the story continues. It, the next year after that, with my with my ex was probably the best it's been, I think. Yeah, quarrels here and there, but overall, if you're talking about how we dealt with problems, how we handled different things, it was, like, much better. Because I understood that she needed time to think about it. I understood I needed time to think about things. I understood that when I whenever I reply late at night, it just, like, it all goes to shit. And... I just understood, I understood new things after that, you know? I didn't want to deal with, like, very emotional, very irrational decisions that she might have or that I might have. And it just became a lot better in a sense, in the emotional sense. But if you're talking about practical sense where, how am I saving money? Yeah, I still was seeing that mentality. Although I got promoted to, like, assistant manager and stuff. Like, I'm moving up a little bit in my life. But not really at the same time because I'm just stuck working, not really pursuing a career in anywhere. Um, it became like this whole new problem, right? I was just like became the stale fish that no one wants to eat or no one wants to see you, no one wants to blah blah blah. It's just very stale, very very stale. It was like a graham cookie, like it was just very stale. It's very dry and stale. That's my life, and I didn't pick that up, and then she picked it up. And then she's telling me how she's going to school and she's advancing in life while I'm just kind of staying there. And the way she worded it really pissed me off. And she had full right to do it. But then I was I had too much of a pride. I have too much of an ego, right? I was so fucking immature. And I was like, wow, how can you say that to me? Um, blah, 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 blah. You were... You're being like I, I will never cuss at her. I'll try never to. I don't think I ever have, and if I did, I think it was in a very, very, very discreet way. Cause I I vowed to never swear at her. I'll I'll use swear words like fucking this, fucking that, fuck this, fuck that. But I'll never like you are this, fuck you. I'll never say stuff like that. I'll never say like you're a bitch. I'll never call her a bitch. It's just. Like, ugh, I, um, really wanted to do, like, a lot of things with her, you know? And I feel like that I want to, like, explore the world with her. I want to do everything with her. I just want, like, her to, like, live this happy-ass life and stuff. And I never considered that you need a career to make more money than I am actually making through just doing part-time job or a full-time freaking retail job. And... I was like so stale, you know? And then there was one time last year, um, this happened at Digital Dreams for um 
Digital Dreams last year, 2017. Digital Dreams. I told her, yo, I'm going. And she's like, no, you're not. You can't afford it. Why are you going? But she's going, right? And I'm in my head, I'm like, why is she going? And she, and then I'm like, why are you going? I want to go with you. I thought our first festival together was going to be together, not with other people. And then, because then we like kind of talked about this before. And then I think, I guess at the same time, kind of like limiting her and kind of not letting her be able to do things, some of the stuff that she wants to do with her friends. And that was very selfish of me, right? And I didn't see that at the time. And so then I was like, you know what? I want to go. I don't care what she says. And I guess that's like her way of saying like, dude, honestly, if you can't even like control yourself to not go this time, like, what are you, the why, what are you doing with your life, right? Like, she loves me to, like a lot. And I know that. Um. So then... I even said to her, it's like, the reason I'm going is because you don't want me to go. Can you believe that shit? I can't even believe that I, f- I fucking said that. Because you don't want me to go, I want to go, I want to go even more. Like, that's literally what I said to her. And if you ask her today, like, she'll agree with you. That's what I said. My God, man. Like, what the fuck was I thinking, right? <sighs> now I have, tr- like, traumatic... I have trauma. Like, I don't want to go to any festivals anymore. Just because of that very reason. Is that that was, like, the pinnacle of where my relationship basically ended. And she basically decided at that moment. is like, he's not going to go anywhere. He's not. He's just going to keep fighting me. No matter what, what happens. And it's true. That was true. It is true. I don't know if it's true anymore. But. It was fucking true back then. It was fucking true nine months ago. Oh, man. Yeah. It was like July 14th or something when she broke up with me. So, um, the next... So, after Digital Dreams, I slept over at her place. And then we, we just... We, we laughed and stuff, you know? And we, like, had a lot of fun together. I didn't... I kind of didn't even expect to, like, see it coming. And then... And then um, I think it was like a couple weeks later, like two weeks later, uh, she came up. She said she was going to visit me. And I was so excited. I was going to make her dinner and everything, right? So she came over. I made dinner already. And then she says, I wrote something. I, w- I want you to hear it. And at that very moment, I knew what was going to go down. And this is when I just started a new job. At a... At Asus. is like a computer parts company. What I did there was I scanned in return parts. And I scanned into the system every single day. So basically, a run-through of my day would be... I go into work. I sign in. I put my lunch in the fridge. I go. I sit down at my workstation in the warehouse and then I start scanning um, items beep 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 typing typing beep typing typing beep typing typing all day eight hours a day and there's less than 10 minutes of dialogue in between my co-workers and I in a week less than 10 minutes in a week yeah so you can see how freaking like solid 
how much of a solitary solitude that was and it was just driving me crazy right and then she broke up with me and the next week i was fucked up like 100% fucked up i she wrote her whatever her her speech to me and then i was like okay i have to write her back an essay so it was supposed to be that sunday so she came up on the sunday and then she dropped that bomb on me and then I, I agreed to never talk to her again or never see her again or whatever and on the monday i was fucking taking a shit and crying at the same time i've never done that before that was the first time this is the first time for everything right so i was crying while i was taking a shit and then i was like you know what it's not fair i i didn't even get to say my piece i didn't get to say my end of it so i um i decided to write out what i wanted to say to her not once i scrapped it once because i knew it was just full emotion the first time second time i knew those like still heavily emotion influenced and so i left it uh for a third time so i scrapped the whole thing i rewrote it again a third time and then i took the parts where i felt like it was important and i wanted to like display a message properly so what i wanted to do was tell her um how i feel uh first and foremost and then next was trying her try to ask her for ask her back one last time and if she say yes then she'll say yeah if she say no then i'll let her go because she thought about it right she she like she took her time to write something before she came up and she she took her time to do it obviously she talked to her friends about it obviously she thought about it like day and night obviously it bothered her when she was working obviously like it just consumed her so much that she had to do it and i know what it's like to having need to kill somebody because i had to do it with rachel and just like i knew all the work i had to do it twice once with shared and once with rachel right so i knew like the the process it goes through and i had to respect it the moment she like dropped it on me i knew i was like this is it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say no I'm not gonna like I'm gonna ask for her to come back. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna but then the, at the end I'm just I just have to agree with it, you know? <sighs> yeah, well that was um that was that relationship. And ever since I don't know, it Oh yeah, okay. Hold on. I didn't even finish. Like, I'm just, like, so fucking out of it right now. Because I'm just, like, so distraught from what, this whole thing. Um, I just delivered it to her. So I didn't really deliver it to her. It was more like, yo, when are you free next? I'm gonna, uh, if you can come up to Markham or when you Markham next. And she said, Friday. I said, okay, Friday. We'll meet up. And then we'll talk about it. I'll I'll do my piece and that's it. And she's like, okay. So on Friday, we met up at a park again. Somewhere in between our place wasn't necessarily clo- too close to hers, where she will see that place every day. It wasn't too close to mine, where I'll see that place every day. I didn't want... She was originally supposed to come over to my place. But I was like, no, nah, it's better not to associate it with home. So we um, we moved. So we moved, made moves, and we went to somewhere 
in between us. And then we met up, and then I said my piece. I said, on the lines of, um, thank you for everything. You taught me so much. You probably are the best thing that ever happened to me. Da, da, da. Um, and then the way I asked her is like, asked her to come back one last time was like, I want to be the one who pushes you out around in a wheelchair if your legs don't work anymore. I want to be the one who guides you by the hand if your eyes go bad. I want to be the one who is there for you whenever you need me. I and if and if God takes you back, I will say hallelujah. That's what I said to her. And she obviously was crying, right? How can you not? She didn't want to be in public. She didn't even want to go outside to do it because she didn't want to be seen crying in public. So I was like, whatever, man. You're not. No one's going to watch you cry. And if you're crying, no one's going to pay attention. You don't know anybody here, whatever. And then, oh, man. This is so hard. And then, so I was like, after I said my piece, we just kind of sat there quietly for a little bit. And then... I just wanted to hold her so bad, like, even now, you know, like, the journey doesn't stop, so, let me finish this part, sorry for that little pause, um, so then, we, I literally asked her, it's like, yo, um, can I hold your hand for one last time? And she's like, fine. So I was holding her hand, like, playing with it the way I would play with it. I would look at her hand, like, try to memorize the patterns on her hand. And then, like, oh, my fucking God, it's so hard. Oh man, okay. And then she's like, she asks, "Can you massage my back one last time?" Because I guess she liked the way I massage her back, and I was like, "Okay, sure, whatever." So I gave her a massage on her back and her arms and whatever. At a park, at a skate park, and then I uh, walked her home, and then behind her house, there's like a a park there like a little playground oh my god and at that playground that's where we kind of shared our first like our first we hung out there quite a bit in the beginning of relationship so it was pretty like sentimental to us i guess and i was like how about we spend the rest of the or how about we what did i say i said i'm gonna Let's do this one last time where we pretend we were here for the first time. Or the first time we, we kissed. And then she's like, okay. And then we like ran through it. We were in the playground and we were, there was like a little bridge on the playground. And then it was just like, <laughs> pretend like the, the sand is like the water. It was so fucking lame. But 
I don't know why I have to say that. Like, it's so lame. It's not lame, man. It's like, that's what feelings are, you know? And it's just like raw feelings. Like, just raw feelings. And then I kissed her. And it was like, literally felt like the first time I kissed her. Because I knew it was going to be one of the last. And it was just like so sweet. And I now I understand what it means to have a sweet kiss. Like I, now I kind of understand what that means. Oh, fuck. Okay, I'm back. A little bit more tamed. Um, I know it's still stuff now, but yeah, so I understand what a sweet kiss means and sweet love means at that moment. That's when I realized, like, oh my fucking God, that's what it means. And then uh, afterwards, I walked her home and I didn't realize this before I walked her, but I walked her home. And then we're the the closer we got, the slower I tried to walk. Cause I didn't want it to end, and then I was like holding her back. I was like, "Don't walk so fast," you know. I was like holding her hand, and just man, oh fuck! And then I walked her to her driveway. Um, and then we stood in front of each other. We stood in front of each other. <laughs> I looked at her and said, "Well, this is it." And then I couldn't even like speak. I was just starting to cry. And I said, "Can I have one last kiss?" And then she like looked at me and she's like. Fine. And then I kissed her. And then we kissed. And then I I just held her for like so long. You know what's crazy? Is that some oh fuck. Okay. Okay. So uh Sometimes I dream about that hug, and I'll be like satisfied. What the fuck? Yeah, like I'll be. Sa- <laughs> I'm fucking crazy, but I'll be satisfied that I got to hug her. You know, that's fucked up. Like, I want to hug her so bad. Where like, even when I dream it, I'm satisfied with it. What the fuck? That's crazy. You know. <sighs> Hold on. Okay. So. Yeah, that's it's crazy that that happens. And, uh, I then was ready to go. I was about to turn away and just walk back home. Um. She decided to. She hugged me. She was about to walk away, but she came back. 
And then she was crying, like her eyes out. She looked at me. I looked at her. She gave me my last kiss, and she said, "That's your bonus." And then she, we hugged each other, and we like at that moment we just cried. We just cried and cried and cried and cried and cried on each other. And when we finally peeled away, she was like walking away. And then I was walking on the street, watching her turn her back and into like her her porch lights or like her door lights, whatever, lighting the front of her. But her back was like pretty dark because it was towards me. And then she didn't look she didn't, I don't know if she looked back because I turned away already at that point she got to her door I guess she was like using her key to get in and I turned away and I said to myself I said to myself nothing in this world hurts more than this moment right now nothing in my life that I've ever experienced broken bones and all hurts more than this moment right now <sighs> and it's true to this day and I, I can't even fathom it like I I don't know there are literally days where I'm like yo is it worth living and then I think yeah it is worth living because if I die now how tragic would that be? Like, what? That'd be so sad, you know? All that work for nothing kind of thing. All that relationship. All that thing. All the relationship taught me for nothing. But yet, yeah, it was the most beautiful relationship ever. Yeah. I don't know. I can't stop crying. Oh. But yeah, so that was the most painful moment in my life and the biggest demon I've ever fought. And that, that I have to face now because like there, I cannot talk about this to anybody and I cannot cry like this in front of anybody, you know? But I can do this on a podcast, but I could do this on a video or whatever. It doesn't matter because I don't care who sees it. I fucking love so many people. All the friends in my life. I realized so many things. Here's the crazy part. If she was just a fucking bitch. You know. I wish she was. It's just so. There's a reason for me to hate her. And not talk to her. And not think about her. And not. Just like. Just be over it. But she's not. She's like. God bless me with that angel. And. It, like. As time grows. I kind of. My my feelings literally almost get deeper for her. Like, I'm starting to realize that, like, for instance, she got me bed sheets for one of my birthdays, right? So she got me bed sheets for one of my birthdays, and then now I'm realizing how much that really means because now I'm realizing that matching bed sheets. 
being that you're a little bit more responsible and you seem a little bit more responsible even if you're not and it's just that energy it gives off and it's good energy it's positive energy and it makes you feel good that you have like a clean room that you have a a matching bed sheets that you have like just nice things it just feels good you know it's not about the value that's worth it's about how you feel when you have those items it's about the positive feedback you get from having different things and now i'm understanding materialistic behavior more and more before i was like i don't give like i literally don't care about materialistic things i say that yeah i was buying so many different hoodies that are black because they look good like doesn't make any sense now it makes so much sense and when she tells me to like all the time to like care what what people think and i made so many enemies put the past like nine months where i was like okay you know what i'm gonna cut everyone off um in my like all my old friends like every time i show them some of my new stuff they don't they're not really as impressed as my new friends because my new friends would be like oh my god that's so interesting it's so cool that you think like that but my old friends would be like eh, whatever that's just that's just jackie like they know me as a 20 to 2010 jackie you know what i mean they don't know me as a 2018 jackie so i feel like it's good and my feelings literally almost get deeper for her and is fucking retarded and i don't want it to be deeper for her because i need to move on and it's just hard because every single day i feel like i'm living for her uh and it's such a like this is the dragon that i'm trying to address in my life that i want to try to fight and battle and just whatever man you know uh but you know what they say if love is true love will find a way so i'm pretty sure she feels pretty strongly about this whole thing too i can't put words in her mouth but i know her for two and a half years i think i know her more than anybody like she's my best friend and till this day you know i would still tell her anything anything at all like down to my ulcers if i had any that's crazy that's fucking crazy